everybody. Welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Monday, August 3rd, 2020. Y'all, it's a brand new month. It's a brand new week. Y'all, what more can we ask for? This is the eighth month of the year, okay? Do something, all right? God has given us ample time to start that business, present that new idea, fund our dream. Y'all, we have so much to be thankful for. First of all, we're still alive. We're alive and well. Y'all do something, all right? Do something that can help you and also that can help others as well, okay? If you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Michael Finkley Show and ring that bell for notification and you will receive an email from us stating new content is available to you. Thank you again to all of our subscribers, to our viewers. Invite people, invite people. Come on, watch The Michael Finkley Show. We got some good stuff happening here. We, again, we're gonna bring you things that you need to hear and that you want to hear as well. So before we get into it, two things I wanted to mention. So I have some, just wanted to share some things with you. Number one that's been on my mind um, when I first saw the Michael Finkley show, like I told you, I was obsessed with talk shows, right? With Oprah and Sailor Raphael, Mattel Williams, and now Tamron Hall. And so when I started the, when I started the vision of the Michael Finkley show, I always thought that I, I needed a, a big platform. I needed a stage. I needed an audience, you know, to get this, this point across of encouraging and motivating and inspiring one another. But... I kept tired of waiting on people. I kept tired of waiting on people. And I wanted to tell you now, in this time in your life, in this time of this season, don't wait on anybody, all right? If you have an idea that you would like to implement, do it. All right, life is too short. I don't. I dare not want to go back in life and say, I wish I would have did this or wish I could have did that. I don't want to. I ain't got time, y'all. Please, I ain't got time, all right? So this is the platform that I have. So I encourage you on today, start your dream. Start your goals, start your visions, because time waits on no one, all right? If you keep waiting, five years to pass, 10 years to pass, start now. Now is the time to do it, all right? And you never know how you can encourage someone or where the idea will lead you next. I'm talking from experience. I'm telling you, do it, all right? Number two, you see my cool shirt? As you all know, I'm an awesome product of Allen University, Blue Gold AU, in Columbia, South Carolina, where I went to school from 2007 to 2011. Yes, I finished on time. And so, historical at College University. So, this is my HBCU First shirt. All right, they're a thriving nonprofit organization that are providing college and career access to black students of color. Please visit their website um, at hbcufirst.com. Um, learn more about them and get this cool shirt. I like it. All right. I love it. <laughs> All right. So on today's show, we have two guests today. And these two guests are in the realm of what's going on in today's world, dealing with COVID-19, dealing with the protests and the racism that's out there. So Jeffrey Lampkin is with us and he talks about his time on American Idol. He talks about his time um, that he had battled the COVID-19 as well. And then his business, how it's thriving throughout this time as well. So it's very inspirational. He has a word for you. Trust me. I promise you he does. And then Stephen Davidson. He was in the midst of a protest that could have gone wrong. I'm telling you, it's a story you don't want to miss. So don't you go away. We'll be right back. Next, we chat with Jeffrey Lapkin. We'll be right back. On the next Michael Finkley, Wednesday, we have former NFL player Marcus Ogden with us as we talk about life after the NFL and his book as well, The Success Cycle. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. 
I'll be your shoulder when you cry. I'll hear your voices when you call me. I am your angel. And when all hope is gone, I'm here. No matter how far you are, I'm near. It makes no difference who you are. I am your angel. I am your angel. Here I am, your angel. Okay, very nice. Everybody, welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. You just saw a clip of this young man right here, Jeffrey, from his American Idol days. Mr. Jeffrey Lapkin, please. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Why? You know, every time I look at that clip, I'm just like, what was I thinking? And I have to be careful, Michael, when I go there. First of all, let me just say, I'm so happy to be here. So thank you. And to everyone out there, it's just, it's great to just be on the Michael Finkley show. Michael, Michael and I have been friends for a long time. So yeah, a long time. It's, it's such a pleasure to see the growth in what God has done for you. So I'm excited. So I say kudos and congratulations to you. But every time I see that clip, I just am like, what was I thinking? <laughs> How did it all start though? How did it all start? You wanted to go there, on American Idol. Um, it wasn't even American Idol. It was just the fact that um, I just love music. I love singing, love music. And I saw the American Idol show and I found out that they were coming to Charleston. So it was like, you're coming to Charleston. Everybody in South Carolina was talking about it. Everybody was like, um, you know, they were going to audition and different things like that. And what's so crazy about it is so many people that I know, so many of my friends who to me can sing riddles around me. Um, they auditioned and they didn't make it. But I was like the lone person, like other people from South Carolina made it, but I was that lone black person, part of the gospel delegation mm -hmm. that actually made it onto American Idol. So it was like, oh my God, like it was such a surreal moment. But I understand God was doing what he was doing. And you know, he really, everything that he does, he does perfectly. And so I think that at that time, you know, God trusted me because he knew that I wouldn't take advantage of it. Like as far as like, just take it for granted, but that I would pick up the pieces no matter what the outcome was going to be. And I was going to run with it. So it was like, they were coming to Charleston. We're going. And um, I drug my sister, even though she's the oldest, <laughs> I got to tell her what to do when it comes to music and stuff like that. And so I drug her. And I remember that clip is, uh, was us actually, in Hollywood and over mm -hmm. on the West Coast. But there are a lot of pre-auditions before that time. And the day in Charleston, it was at the North Charleston Coliseum. We had a stand outside. That was the day that I actually had the original tie on my head going into the auditorium. And mm -hmm. from, from there, um, went into the auditorium and I'll never forget this as long as I live. There were thousands upon thousands of people in that auditorium. And I'll never forget it. The song that I actually sung that day was um, Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Okay. And Michael, the way that he had it set up is that you're kind of in pods. So everybody is going one after the other. They're separated. They're all separated. Mm -hmm. Everybody's singing at the same time. But no joke, when I begin to sing, the volume in the auditorium came down. People stopped, other judges stopped. They walked out to see who is this, what is going on, no joke. And it was as if my voice, God moment, floated above everything that was going on. Mm. It was surreal, so yeah. 
yeah, American Idol. I don't, even though I look at those clips and I'm like, what was I thinking? I often really do say, thank you, God, for making me who I am because it has helped me to embrace, you know, God has made each of us unique. He's mm -hmm. made each of us different. And it's a disrespect to God when you tell God, I don't like this about me. I don't like that about me because God made you. That's so it. you got to be like, you know what, God, you made me. So something about me is what you needed in this world. Now I got to figure that part out. Mm -hmm. Something about me is what you needed in this world. So yeah, American Idol. I'm grateful oh, for it. Oh, wow. And then it opened up so many doors for you, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. That's how television came. Yeah, That's how television came about. So um, it really opened the doors for me. And here's the thing, you know, the doors can open and people can knock, but if you don't answer the call, then you're not going to um, be able to do what it is that you need to do. And I want to encourage all of your viewers right now, mm -hmm. let me share this with you that the doors can be open, you can have access, but you have to do the work. I had work that I had to do. So what do you mean, Jeffrey? So Fox reached out to me about doing um, an interview. It was just simply an interview. But anytime you go to do something, be of excellence and be you. Be of excellence and be you. And so I was just simply being who God called me to be. And I went to this interview. We did the interview. And after the interview, the viewers loved me. You may not like things about you, or there may be certain people who don't understand things about you, but see, you're not meant or designed for everyone. Mm -hmm. Your key is not designed for every hole. Stop trying to fit into everything. You're not designed for every hole. You know, you're designed for, that's just like me taking my um, um, key to my car and trying to put it in my truck. It wasn't designed for that. So therefore, it's not going to gain what? Access. That's right. And so sometimes we're trying to sell our gifts and sell our things to um, people that they weren't designed for. But the viewers loved me because I was designed for who I was at that moment, at that time, mm -hmm. for the anchors who were on air. It all worked out. So they asked me, hey, Jeff, would you consider coming back being a correspondent? And I said, yes. And at this time, I need to tell you all the story because I was living in Newberry at this time. So mm -hmm. I had to drive from Newberry to um, Fox in Columbia on any given morning that it was time for me to do this and here's the thing about it when you're talking about driving there was no check they weren't giving me a check um they weren't giving but sometimes the blessings that god has for you is not going to be in the form of a check of cash or anything of that nature sometimes the blessings that he has for you is going to be um, notoriety, access, and different things. And if you say, God, I thank you for the blessings. I thank you for what you've given me at this moment. Then he'll say, you know, it's just like the parable of the talents. If you are, um, do right and tell God, thank you for what he gave you, then he'll bless you with more. That's the Bible. The Bible says, be faithful over a few things. I'll do what? Make me rule over many. Yes, mm -hmm. so you got to be faithful over the few. Mm -hmm. But see, some of us can't be faithful over the few. And we wonder why he won't give us more. We got to manage what we got. So I was driving down the road, not getting a paycheck, not getting anything, 45 minutes at four, five, six in the morning to appear on television free of charge. That's how it started out. But when you're hungry for something, when you desire something, when you realize it's your destiny, you're not going to get caught up in the check because you realize that God has something greater on the other side of this. And so God blessed me. He blessed me. So what happened was it opened other doors because I did that season of American Idol and I went on about my business. The next season came. Guess what they did? Mr. Lampkin, can you come back? I opened the door. 
I went back again. And what happened is the viewers began to build this relationship. So then it was, well, where's Jeffrey? You know, I know that the idol is over. Where's Jeffrey? So then I started doing entertainment reporting and entertainment correspondent. And then that led to this guy is really good. And then the next thing you know evolves the Jeffrey Lampkin show. I don't have a bachelor's degree in communication. My bachelor's degree is in sociology. Amazing. But when God has something for you and you're willing to do the work and you're willing to sacrifice and you're willing to go and you're willing to answer the call. And I answered the call that God had for me. And you know what? Bam. The Jeffrey Lampkin show evolved. I'm just like country boy from Manny. That's amazing. Country boy in my 20s. Didn't even go to school for that. Mm-hmm. What people have been longing for. And I have my own television show. And then the show went to number one and we touched so many lives and met so many incredible people and met so many viewers. And so I was doing the morning show. I was doing my own show. And even at that time, I still was working a nine to five because sometimes you got to keep working until your dreams can pay for you. Okay. Got to. So I had to keep doing it. And I'm, I'm trying to be so transparent and authentic on tonight because I need people to understand like these these miracles out of nowhere and things just happen things just don't happen you've got to do the work scripture yeah. says faith without works is dead that's what god says mm-hmm. you know mike so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so the doors did open the doors wow. did open oh wow that's amazing and i'm so glad because um i think i said this the other night when i was interviewing someone else you know you serve first you have to be a servant first mm-hmm. in order to lead and you were in that position at that time for God to elevate you to where he wanted you to be in that time and that season in your life. Let me throw this in there to piggyback off what you're saying. In order for you to be successful at the top, mm-hmm. you must be faithful at the bottom. You must have the heart of a servant. You must be willing to serve. Jesus served. So where people believe in their hearts and their minds that they don't have to serve, no, it is our call to serve people. So even when I'm on television, even when you're doing this show, it's not about you. It's not about the popularity. It's not about the notoriety, but it's about how can I serve, educate, inspire, Mm -hmm. motivate? What can I do to help somebody become better? If you keep that mantra in your mind, you will see things begin to, because God will bless it. he'll bless it so yeah Yeah, definitely i love it i love it and now you have a that world-class restaurant in sumter talk about that awesome restaurant i'm so excited oh god www.thelordsoulfood.com okay thelordsoulfood.com but jeffrey lampkin's country boy kitchen i continue to work i continue to work i worked at verizon wireless i was in corporate america from 2006 until last year so for over over 13, 14 years, I worked in corporate America, working my way up the ladder and still doing my thing, doing yeah. all the television, doing all of this. I'm working because you got to work to see and believe that your dream is going to come to pass. And um, I ended up um, opening Jeffrey Lampkin's Country Boy Kitchen. And it was just a God moment. Things worked out. Um, I saw that it was so crazy about it. I saw, shout out to my wife, um, Harriet. I saw this building she saw this building and when she first told me about it i was like oh i don't want to be all the way out there jeffrey i what Mm -hmm. i want we always say what we want well what does god want you to do 
And God laid it on my heart. He laid it on my heart and he allowed me to find 5642 Broad Street, Sumter, South Carolina, home of Kia's Honey Fried Chicken. I've always had a passion for cooking. I love cooking. I love cooking. Now, what's crazy is... I didn't know that. Friend, I have not cooked all my life. See, I'm from the country. Let's go Mm -hmm. here again. Country boys don't cook because I was raised in the generation where grown men eat from, they eat from women. They don't think no man, no man should be in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I never was, I watched my mom cook. That's how I learned. But I never knew how to cook. My mom didn't put me in the kitchen and say, hey, learn how to cook grits. Hey, learn how to cook rice. I think at most I knew how to cook eggs and pancakes. Mm-hmm. I knew that. But over time, you just learn how to cook and you develop. But I have that old soul. I, and I was raised by older people. So I, those mothers, those aunties, let me share something with the young people out there um, and, and just people in general. One of my lifetime rules is always be teachable and adjustable and you'll mm-hmm. never become outdated or irrelevant. You have to realize that you're in a lifetime classroom. You will never know everything, even with cooking right now. And that's the thing you got to have a, a servant. I can be the owner of the restaurant. I still get in that kitchen and I cook. I still yeah. let them cook who have been cooking for years. Teach me things. Show me things because I've never passed being taught. Exactly. So I'm always in this lifetime classroom, but Jeffrey Lancaster's Country Boy Kitchen, home of Kia's Honey Fried Chicken, the Kia's Honey Fried Chicken came about because I was, I've always had amazing fried chicken, mm-hmm. but one of my, um, my young um, friends, she's a doctor now, I love her, Dr. Rakia Faulkner, and she was at the house studying for boards, and she said, um, you should add some honey to this chicken. I said, let me, let me make a sauce real quick. I brewed up a sauce in there real quick. Baby, that was all she wrote. And these people, them saints come in there for that mm, glory to God, that honey fried chicken. I promise you, if you never tasted those soul-saving greens, and again, be authentically who you are. I'm a church boy who loves the Lord. I love the Lord. I love people. I love the Lord. I love his people. So on my menu is soul-saving greens, miracle mac and cheese, Kia's honey fried chicken, holy hamburgers. Why? Because that's who I am, and I don't get away from it. I'm not mm-hmm. going to change the, you know, I've been thinking about something lately and I'm probably, I might get stoned for saying this, but I've been thinking about something lately, Mike, you know, because with all of the Black Lives Matter and the things and all of this stuff going on, I love everybody. I love white people. I love black people. I love Mexican. I love Latinos. But one of the things I begin to realize is why am I pushing to break into barriers and have seats at tables where people don't want me there? If you don't want me there, why am I trying to, let me go ahead and create my own table over here. Let me serve those who desire my product. We're always trying to get, you know, access to somewhere. I don't need, let me go ahead and build this. And then you will, if you build it, they will come. If you dream it and you will do the work, it will manifest. But you've got to build that thing. And so it came to a place where I'm like, okay, you know what? I really want this Jeffrey Lampkins Country Boy Kitchen. And I did the work. My wife was right there. She pushed me. This is the importance of marrying somebody who um, is like-minded with you, who will push you, who will take you to another level. Because oftentimes what ends up happening is we get to a place where we're like, oh, um, I... um, I just want you to love me and different things like that. No, I want someone that is not going to accept mediocrity for me. I need you to push me, see where I'm lacking, tell me. And I might get mad at you, but you love me in spite of it. We're going to keep pushing. Iron sharpens iron. That's what it does. And so thank God for my wife. I thank God for, but this is the point of living um, a God-led life, listening to God. 
um, understanding that um, your thinking is not his thinking. Your ways are not his ways. So Jeffrey Lankers Country Boy Kitchen, www.thelordsoulfood.com. We just celebrated our one-year anniversary back in June. Oh and at that time, yes, God is so faithful. And not only that, he blew my mind because we're in the midst of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. God is providing favor and famine. So, Mike, do you know that I um, opened a food truck in the midst of a pandemic, a national pandemic? God has made a way. I didn't know that. Yes, the food truck is here. Um, oh, so my gosh. CBK on the go. Um, and, and, and it's so crazy, but... June 13th was when we introduced the food truck to the world and mm-hmm. did the um and did everything and the reason you probably haven't heard about it was because since then I got sick. Right. I got sick. I was we're in the midst of a pandemic. God has been covering. He has been blessing. But um I ended up being diagnosed with COVID-19, the coronavirus yeah. in the midst of the pandemic. So that slowed down the food truck, which is why you didn't hear about it, but we're almost like fully, fully operable, but I got the food truck. We're we're moving. God is faithful. God is faithful. Wow, that is amazing. And yeah. It's amazing because you don't hear the positivity within this season of COVID, right? You hear all yeah. the, the deaths and things, but people are overcoming. People are doing, God is doing it. You're one of those people. So how did you feel when you found out that I have it? I have the You start telling yourself, I don't have it. (laughs) You're like, "Uh uh-uh. I I kept telling myself, this is um, a sinus infection. I have a sinus infection. This is what this is. I have a sinus infection. So I was really, like, believing I had a sinus infection. Um, And, like, it it hits you out of nowhere. So Mm -hmm. I started feeling sick. And I was like, oh, something's in my chest. And that's how I literally felt. Something's in my chest. And then as time went on, that was um, that Friday, feeling something in my chest. Saturday, I just feel achy. I mm-hmm. went to Starbucks, about to give y'all a plug, Starbucks, but that medicine ball is a blessing. Glory to God. Get it with all lemonade. Right. Glory to God. But it's so good. So I went and got one of them. But then just like, and then I went to rehearsal. I'm just not feeling well. Finally, I'm like, you know what? Let me go. And I need to go home. Mm-hmm. I need to go home and lay down. And when I went home and lay down, that was on a Saturday, and I was stuck in the house since then. The only time I went out was to go get a COVID test through a drive-through um, testing facility. Right. I went and got a COVID test, but I was stuck in the house. I was so sick, and everybody, people begin like it because you are a public figure. People begin Sunday morning because I host the number one Sunday morning show in South Carolina, which is Sunday Morning Gospel on 101.3, the Big DM. God is so faithful, but I got sick. And there was no, I didn't put anything out. Like, I'm not going to be on a show. So it's like, where's Jeffrey? Where's Jeffrey? People calling the station. Where's Jeffrey? Jeffrey was sick. And for the next three weeks, Jeffrey was MIA. Um, and then the thing about COVID, COVID is real. I need to share this with your people. COVID is real, my beloved. COVID is so real. It's not what you want. It is not what you want. Um, there is no cure for it. You have to go through, you literally start and you just go down, down, down. And I'm not exaggerating. Every day you go down and you hit a place where you're like, y'all just call the funeral home, sign me up. I'm going, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Um, the symptoms are different. Um, I had lost, I lost my taste. I lost my smell. I had a severe, I can't even call it a headache. I had severe head pressure. It was pressure like never before. Nothing ceased it. Nothing did anything. I started, I didn't have a fever, but I started with the chills. That was the very first thing. Like, what is going on? What's wrong with me? 
and then it progressed. And so by then, when these other things come and you know, then you're like, this is COVID. But I had took the test, but I couldn't get any results because there's a backlog in testing because there's so many people getting tested. So it wasn't until I was out of quarantine by the time I find out that I had COVID. But I mean, by then, you know you got COVID, so I don't need no test to tell me. But a test detected that I had COVID, and yeah, it, it has been a journey. And it's highly contagious. This is why I say get you somebody who you love. I would tell my wife, like, don't come near me. Don't come in here. But she wasn't going to do that. So she stuck by me every step of the way. Um, mm -hmm. But she got COVID. And her symptoms were different. Like, she was having the shortness of breath. I watched her. She couldn't, like, walk. Like, she couldn't breathe. It was it attacks your body, but it attacks people in different ways. Right. So I urge all of you wear masks, wash your hands, and really to be honest and social distance, but stay home as much as you can. If you don't have to be out, don't be out. You know, sometimes you're gonna have to go out, but if you don't have to be out, don't be out because the rea reality is, is that even with all that we're doing and staying away, it is still out there and it's highly contagious. Right, right, definitely. But we're so glad that you're doing well. You look Thank Hallelujah. You. Hey, glory. How is your wife doing? She's doing much better. She is doing much better. She's back. So we're back to living life. The Jeffrey Lampkin, um, the restaurant, Jeffrey Lampkin's Country Boy Kitchen. She's at um, the Lampkin Law Firm, 15 South Main Street in South, South Carolina. She does that as well as um, she is the executive director for legal for Charlotte Housing Authority. So she's doing multiple hats and we got the foundations and so many different things that busy, we're doing. We do, God is faithful. <laughs> and even in the midst of that, I tell people, you know, like we do these things just to give back, you know, um, in the midst of um, the pandemic, we fed 900 families, 900 people free, free. Yeah, it's about, because it's, a, it's yeah. not about you, it's about ministering to others. Because here's the thing, um, you may be going through, but believe that there's someone who's worse off than you. So you've got to thank God for your trials. Thank God for yourself. I, think, I thank God every day for what I deal with because it's mine. And yeah. I'd rather this than to deal with some of the stuff that I see people dealing with. So God, thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Um, Jeffrey, I love to end segments off with encouragement. We need as much as we can now especially in this time and this day. So what would you say to someone that's just, you know, they're just going through and just feel like giving up in this season right now? I'm going to tell you not to give up. You're giving up because you're listening to other people. You're giving up because you're listening to those voices and those things around you. You're giving up because you're listening inside of your head. Get out of your head. Mute the haters. Mute the, the naysayers. Mute those things. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Let me tell you something, um, my finkly, finkly fears. That's what I'm going to call y'all. My finkly fears. Let me give you guys something today, and I want you to hear me clearly, and I want you to understand what I'm about to say. When God shouts action, there is no man or woman that can shout cut. When God shouts action, there's no man or woman that can shout cut. When God says it's time to go, when he says it's showtime, baby, it's time for you to hit the stage. It's time for you to move. So you can't give up because God said it's time for you to go. And if he hasn't given you the release yet, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And let me tell you something. Naysayers can't stop what God is going to do. They can only stop it if they get inside your head and you decide, you know what, what they're saying is true. Well, whose report will you believe? 
Listen, that's what I'm asking you today. Whose report will you believe? So I need you to trust God and know that God has never failed you. He wakes you up. He provides for you. Even in the midst of a pandemic, you still got a job. You're getting um, benefits. You're getting the things that you need. God is still making ways out of no ways. He's showing his hand of mercy to you. There is a purpose for you. So when God says action on the set and he releases you to go and act out that role that he's created you for in your life, baby, you need to get up Put on your good clothes, huh? Put on your good garments, your girls and your boys. You need to gather them up. Make yourself look like the king or the queen that God has called you to be. And you need to step out and you need to say, you know what? I'm going to make this happen. And people will be on the sidelines yelling, cut, cut. But their cut won't have any power because God is the greatest power. We shall not be defeated. Stay encouraged and know that the best is yet to come. Action. I love it. Action. That's Action. it. I love it. How can we find you on social media? Everything at Jeffrey Lampkin. I keep it simple. Everything at Jeffrey Lampkin. Um, and even if you type in Jeffrey Lampkin, it'll lead you to Jeffrey Lampkin's Country Boy Kitchen and any links that you need, even the website. The website is JeffreyLampkin.com. Facebook is Jeffrey Lampkin. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Jeffrey Lampkin. Um, everything is Jeffrey Lampkin and anything will connect you to something else. The, the restaurant, Jeffrey Lampkin's Country Boy Kitchen. Um, and if you just think about it, he, he loves the Lord, the Lord soul food.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey Lampkin. Thank you for God bless you guys. Love you so much. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Coming up, we chat with Mr. Stephen Davidson. We'll be right back. The Finkley Experience is an education and consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. We assist parents and their students with the college process. We train school administrators, and we also partner with colleges and universities to assist with their first-generation population. To learn more about our consulting firm and to purchase our book and workbook, please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. Passing by Tony's Ice Cream Tuesday night during a protest over the arrest of a black woman there the night before. Lines were drawn, and suddenly there was a fight between protesters and counter-protesters, and a woman grabbed a gun. You see Davidson there just a few yards away in the middle, trying to keep both sides apart. Then the woman lowered the gun. Davidson reached out to grab her and hold her arm. You can see him look back as another man steps in. When he got there, he said, I got you. He stood up when a lot of people Watched. You can see him there taking the gun from the woman and removing the bullets. You know, without him, he, he, he could have I think he's selfless and I think he's a hero. Davidson said after that, he, the other veteran, and several other people started working to separate the crowd and keep the peace until police arrived. Davidson, a seven-year Army veteran, never got a chance to talk to that other veteran again. But he wants that man to know one thing. Regardless of the division that's going on right now, I love him. Hello, everybody. You just saw a clip of a protest that could have gone wrong in its own right, but we have someone that assisted in that process to kind of turn the situation from being fatal. We have Mr. Um, Stephen Davison with us. Stephen, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, so take us back to that day. I know that there were a lot of things happening um, before um, you kind of intervened in your special way. Um, Lydia she was a patron in, um, at Tony's Ice Cream, and 
um, arrested on the premises of um, what she was wearing, that Black Lives Matter. Um, but protests began on that, on that day. So the next day, you came into the picture. How, how did, what happened? What are the events that happened on that next day? Um, the next day was, was, was meant to be a, uh, another peaceful protest. Um, uh, the young lady was a, a North Carolina Central Law student. Um, we went to the same HBCU. So, uh, it wasn't a, me being out there was an event to show support, not only for, um, you know, the cause, but also, uh, I feel like black men should, should fill the gap. You know what I mean? Um, we, we should, we should have a presence in these protests as well, um, especially when it comes to uh, African American women being there, and um, or any really any woman being there, um, and and being on the front line. I feel like a man should be beside her just in case, you know, the events that happen <laughs> uh, happens. Um, but what happened is a, a small group of protesters did show up at Tony's that day. Um, they were met by uh, a group of I guess counter protesters. Um, that said they were there to make sure the establishment wasn't burned down or anything like that, which I do respect, um, especially right, right now um, in a time where small businesses are, are really taking a big hit because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the news clip uh, you, you showed, uh, it, it was about, you know, um, the connection that I, I shared with another veteran that was there. Mm -hmm. um, we actually started the conversation, started trying to break down a process uh, of, of the differences, trying to, to establish the differences. Um, and at that moment that our conversation started, a, a fight broke out across the parking lot. Um, that fight broke out across the parking lot and he and I both immediately uh, responded to the situation. Um, what we were trying to do is, like I said, de-escalate the situation, make sure no one got hurt. Um, the lady that pulled the gun, her husband actually assaulted um, an African-American woman at at that protest. Um, not only did he assault her, but he actually pulled a knife on everyone as well. Um, and when he went over there, when uh, I had my hand down pointing towards the ground, I was making sure that he was okay, not getting beat on. Um, but you know, just, you know, he's down, he's detained. And that's when his wife jumped out of the truck and she pulled a gun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at that point it was just, you know, me standing in between her and the protesters, making sure neither party escalated the situation, trying to make it any worse. Um, I've gotten flack from, <laughs> flack about it from both sides, but you know, it's it's. Um, somebody told me that God puts you in places, um, yeah. for a reason, and uh, and and I believe that I was there that day for a reason. Exactly. Um, exactly. How did you feel? You a gun aimed in your direction. How did you feel at that moment when you saw it? Um, they're, they're peaceful, you know, I'm okay. at peace. Um, you know, you make a decision to get in front of the guy. <laughs> you make a decision to stand in front of the knife, you make a decision to, to stand up. And if you're not at peace with that decision, you know, things can go crazy. And, and, and I was at peace with the decision then, I'm at peace with the decision now. Um, again, you know, there's always a greater purpose. And, and, and I was there to serve it that day. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. And um, your veteran, thank you so much for your service and, and the other fellow veteran as well. Um, did you all actually meet up afterwards and actually have that conversation? We did. We had dinner at his house. Uh, we okay. had dinner at his house on Wednesday night. Um, and, and we did. We had that conversation. You know, everything, um, 
it's funny that 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 protester actually went to fight for Black Lives Matter in Raleigh, um, North Carolina, you know, a month before that. And, uh, you know, he was talking about the stigmas that, that are carried because of skin color and because of, you know, just, you know, how you look, how you talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about just the importance of um, communicating through our issues. Uh, I, like with that situation, it could have went totally left. And me and him never spoke. And, and he thought that I was a protester there that hurt him. And, and I thought the same thing. We could have wound up fighting. And, you know, right. it, it, it could have went all the way left. And, um, you know, in, in times like this, I really want to express that, you know, people like you, Mr. Finkley, uh, you know, people in the media, people in, in with, with any kind of platform should express the need for, for conversation because I'm learning through this process that right now both sides can't agree on anything because both sides don't really truly understand where they're coming from. We, you know, I, I've, I've never lived the life as, as anything other than an African-American man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, an individual from another demographic be the same way. They've never lived outside of, of, of who they are. And to, to truly want to embrace and truly want to get to the point where we understand where each other are coming from will be a major step in the right direction. When communication is key, we can't exactly. if we don't communicate. Awesome. Um, are protests still happening? Uh, protests are still happening. Um, protests are still happening over that. Um, Gastonia has a really big issue right now with a Confederate statue being in front of the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is actually, I think, is going to state for uh, voting. Um, but people are still protesting. People are still voicing their opinion on, you know, why it should stay, why it should go away. So both sides are still out there. Um, Tony's has died down. Uh, we we have come to um, a unified agreement, and we've you know apologies have been made on both sides, and we're actually planning some things. Um, our brother Martino Bryce is planning a guns down, um, water balloons up uh, event in Gastonia. Um, you know, just just not only to to establish community, um, establish some peace, but to also you know have some fun and show show kids that we can we can get together and do some things. Definitely. Yes, sir. Yes. Always have to keep moving forward in a positive manner. Exactly. Exactly. Encouraging words, Stephen. What um, what would what else do you want the viewers to know about this uh, Black Lives Matter movement, the protests, you know, um, just to kind of just keep things in a positive light as change needs to be made. Change does need to be made. So um you know, going forward, uh, whether whether it's uh, you know any sort of protest, um, you know I I don't want to keen on the Black Lives Matter protest because I you know um, there's so many different small battles that that we are fighting right now. Mm-hmm. So with any protest, um, you know I, I again conversation is key. Do it respectfully. Um, do it passionately. And do it from a point of knowledge. Do it from a point of of knowledge and understanding. Um, because there, there is, there, there's really no point of progression uh, unless we do it from a positive standpoint. You know, um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X spent their careers um, not not going at war with one another, but allowing their audiences to believe that they were going to war with one another. Um, and if we can break down those differences 
in public and on the forefront, then, then the world is going to open up for us in ways that we could never imagine. Uh, never imagined. So, you know, um, unity and communication is key. It's definitely key. Thank you, Stephen, for your words. Thank you for stepping up to the plate um, and just being who you are in this movement. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you for, for, for everything you've done. Thank you for, you know, showing the community growth. Thank you for showing the community your presence. And thank you for a lot of platform for, for people to, to, to show that there, there is a difference in our community. So I, I do appreciate you as well, sir. Thank you. On the next Michael Finkley, Wednesday, we have former NFL player Marcus Ogden with us as we talk about life after the NFL and his book as well, The Success Cycle. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Did you enjoy yourself? Those stories in any way inspire you, encourage you, and motivate you? I hope that it did. Please leave comments below about just what you felt about the show. They both had amazing stories, again, dealing with the, the topics of today. So please leave comments and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Jeffrey. And thank you so much, Stephen, for being on. Uh, we wish you got speed in your endeavors and just continue to be that light that people need in this day and time, a positive light in this day and time. Thank you so much. On the next Michael Finkley, we have former NFL player Marcus Ogden with us as he talks about life after the NFL and his brand new book, The Success Cycle. Okay, it's a show you don't want to miss. If you'd like to be a guest on the Michael Finkley show, please, please email us down below at michael at thefinkleyexperience.com. If you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and there click that bell for notification and you will receive an email from us about content uploaded on our channel. Thank you so much for watching and we will see you on Wednesday. Have a good one.